Yo. You know what that means? You know what that means? You know what that means? Sorry to cut you off, but you know what that means? <laughs> it is. I'm always pumped on Wednesdays. You know that. They know that. Yep. Yep. I miss you already, buddy. I wish we, man. <laughs> I know. We're back to digital scissoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was a show, as you say. <laughs> This is the went home. The, <laughs> yeah, the go. Yeah. Um, I think we missed the bloody nose. I texted you about this whenever I was rewatching it. There's we missed the bloody nose. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, since we were, uh, oh man, I did not read what was going on. Yeah, first I thought we were playing the, the drum circle. It may not have, uh, it may not have gotten anyway. Right. It may have been one-sided audio at the beginning, but we have it. Fixed anyway, now. whatever. It was just uh, a minute. Let's just keep rolling with it. What the pay-per-view was awesome. I hope everyone listening to this listens to our uh, our show. But uh, I did not know that coming off the pay-per-view, they were going to be in Chicago. Yes, that was uh, this is a big point of contention here. That was something. That was something. Um, but, uh, no. The pay-per-view was uh, actually not fresh in my mind going into this. I hadn't even remembered half of it, and which is probably a good thing because they really didn't address a bunch of it in a very big way, actually. But, you anyway, we'll go over that. progressed, but, yeah, uh... Well, it starts off hot anyway. You know, uh, we get Regal opening up this dynamite here. The last time we saw him was, of course, passing the Knucks to MJF. Uh, he opens the show basically saying that MJF won't be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, which is... I know. How'd that feel for you? I know that's last last month before the pay-per-view. 
you were not very happy with MJF not showing up before he was a champion. Right. Well, How'd that do for you tonight when you found out he, his very first night as champion, he's not even going to show up? I instantly hated it, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, it at least makes sense to me now if he's actually like filming this you know, TV show or movie or whatever he's doing, if that's like a legit, which I know he's doing the, uh, the story of the Von Eriks. He's playing one of the Von Eriks in this like movie or TV series about this. Really? Yes. Interesting. So that is, when's that coming out? Not sure when it's coming out. I mean, they're still filming it and I don't know what platform it's going to be on or, any real well, details about it, but I do know that's a legit thing. So, well, I was very angry that the champion was not there. I was actually riding off your MJF <laughs> not being there. Hatred, <laughs> you were you were livid, and I was mad that the champion wasn't there. So you know what? There you go. I brought my. So now, as John would say, the champ is here. There so, you go. Now, let's talk about... Very nice. Um, let's see here. What were we talking about? MJF and Regal. And Regal basically said, what did he say, Mr. Friedman? Right. Mr. Friedman's not going to be there. He's filming a movie. He's not going to come to a lowly place like Chicago, you know, an easy, like, uh, he'll... He asked where he was. Move there. He said, where are we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the crowd chants "F.U. Regal," like yeah, very very clearly on the audio. Uh, Regal says that that's just uncouth. Yeah, I thought it's that was great. Cute. He used it's that word. It's not couth. Yeah. And then, yeah. Do you hold on a second? Do you think MJF has uh, like a every other week clause in his contract? He might, or a certain amount of weeks a month con in his contract. I don't know, man. It's either possibly that or they're just, you know, trying to be careful with, I mean, extremely careful with how how they book him and what situations they put him in. Now, um, uh, at the end of the match on Saturday, it looked like his shoulder was messed up. Either that or he was super selling. Right. Because he looked frustrated and uh, and hurt. So he was even that, selling the injuries during the scrum. Yeah. Oh, that scrum. His scrum part was. I was awful. He was horrible. You thought so? <coughs> what? I thought it was a good promo. No, it was a good promo, but he was being a horrible. You know, <laughs> right. words I can't use here. Right. This is YouTube. If this was Netflix, I would say some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was being way way worse than uh, even usual MJF, let alone the half baby face we've seen in the last, you know, since he's returned the devil. But anyway. I think all that is off the table now. We got kind of like a, a double cross type thing, but we'll see how it all pans out. Um, 
But yeah, no, uh, Regal's got heat here. Says MJF will be back next week. Out comes Moxley. Uh, before Mox can do anything, Danielson runs in there, gets in between the two of them, says, uh, you can't hurt this guy uh, because I love him. You know, he helped me love my own father and understand my own father. It started getting weird, didn't it? Oh, dude, I loved this. I thought it was good. <laughs> It was a little weird, though. It got weird in the beginning. Right. Like, right right around the I, I love him part, before it started, like, getting to the personal part. Like, before Brian really latched on to the, the um, where he was going with it, it was getting weird because he wasn't finding the words. It seemed like right. he was struggling to get the mode, the like, the, the grasp of the idea he was going for. Man, this is heavy. Well, Champ's well, gonna put this down. <laughs> he did have to awkwardly, yeah, just like dance around the subject. You know, my help me understand my father's problems. Yeah, help it was me get it was, through these problems, and he he didn't just yeah. like come out and say what it was. You know, so yeah, it was, it was just awkward. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was interesting. Really, as. Uh, on the whole, man, the to me the the show went kind of downhill after this. I mean, for the most part, uh, just... this is a a rare thing. Also, that uh, I wanted to notice since I I point out other other times is that uh, you rarely see Dynamite start with a non match, a big talking segment. Yeah, yeah, That's but this pretty... was short and it was good and it right. was fast and. It was intense, as 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 intense as some matches are. <laughs> you know, it got my heart pumping like a right. uh, like a match would. So Danielson also I loved it. a big part of his argument was says we've all done bad things. You've done bad things. He slaps Moxley. See, that's um, when he got into the mode. Right when he was like pushing him forever, he pushed him forever. But um, that all happened flip flop. But yeah, I had, yeah, you know, I was I was really into this. Um, yeah, but the when Mox finally talked, yes, <sighs> says he wants Regal to run and never come back. But for right now, he you says, walk, you walk. He out says, here. "You, your lordship, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> run." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So, and that's where they leave it. Now, the problem I did have was after this happened, Excalibur was like, oh, what a way to start off Dynamite. Well, anyway, tonight we have blah, 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 blah. And he starts, like, firing off matches. I wish they would have just went to commercial. I think it would have drove it home more. I really hate when they have to switch gears so quickly and they don't let the, the scene sink in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that That's one thing that, like, people get annoyed at it or whatever. I know AEW is trying to be different. But that's a good thing that I think that the E does is, like, if, you know, if they were to do that segment, like, they, they would let it sink in most of the time and uh, and then go to a commercial. It's just something we've been programmed to kind of expect, I think, but. Yeah, Regal takes off uh, anyway. Just to, uh, you know, they Mox, Mox always delivers, even with the shortest of promos. 
They come back. Renee's with Keith Lee in a pre-tape. Uh, Swerve walks up, asks them if they can talk. This was stupid. Uh, Swerve covers up the camera. Keith Lee says something like, well, you don't want to talk in front of the cameras or something. And I don't know. They kept kind of muttering. I couldn't really. It was inaudible to me. It was. Uh, it's like, why would you want to talk away from the camera? Come on. It doesn't even make sense. Right? We can't have not conversations. For, you're not here for them. <laughs> you're not here for yourself. Jeez. That is one of the one of the weird pro wrestling things, you know, like we have these important conversations uh with the freaking <laughs> you know what I mean with the cameras around. Be that as it may. Uh so there's that. You said you didn't like this, huh? What? You didn't like that. The little promo that? It was whatever, right? No. I'm sick of this. Just give me that match. Winter is uh, coming. Just give it to me. I don't, if they're in another tag match, especially if it's for a title, if right. they're in another tag match, I'm not going to love it. But if they are in another non-title match, then there's got to just be a beat down afterwards, not just a slap and a walk away. It's got to be a beat down. And then they have better have a match at least a week after that. At most a week after that. If I don't have Swerve and Keith Lee in less than a month in a singles match, I'm going to be very disappointed. Tony Khan, I know you listen slash watch this. Book it. We've eventually got to get there. Uh, then we get Orange Cassidy, Jake Hager, all Atlantic title. With the Hager had the B squad and OC had chaos with him. The hat versus the uh, the pockets backpack. or the backpack or the glasses. <laughs> oh, man, I love the backpack. You know why I like the backpack? Other wrestlers walk down the, the ramp or whatever it is, the aisle with it on their shoulder, right. on their waist, in their hand. It's brilliant. If you're Bubba Ray Dudley, you wear it on your neck. Right. He walks it with it in the backpack. He throws it in the ring, still in the backpack. He puts his hand in the backpack. He turns away from hard cam. He spins around, pulls it out of the backpack. It's seen for, what, five seconds? Right. That puts more pop on it. It makes you want to see it more. It's like it puts more of a a want on that title. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Those other tiles are oversaturated. Yeah. Orange Cassidy's just putting... They're getting too much you know, screen time. Yeah. He's, make, he's making that title must-see. This was, you know, they, they did some cool stuff here. It was an, you know, it was an entertainment match. It was, but they, yeah. they did some cool uh, stuff here. But this, this match also kind of had me begging the question. So, like, how do you see Hager... Vito, because like I still think he could be a contender if they put the right push behind him. But I think you mentioned on like a prior episode that like just like no, I like you did like you didn't buy him as like a main eventer anymore. Was that you? 
Yeah, uh, Hager, he seems so good in that mid-card, um, almost entertainment spot. He's like this thing with the purple hat. Right. It's ridiculous. Good. And I, I don't, it's not really for me because, um, I don't know, like he kicked out of a submission because the purple hat fell off. Price six. I mean, that's weird for me. Right. I enjoy hands in the pockets, and and everything Orange Cassidy does. But you let go of that submission with because the hat fell off. Anyway, but Jake Hager, he is in uh, entertaining, doing stuff like that, and uh, and that I like him at mid card like that. I like him as that big guy in the big group, that type of scenario. Right. So. I don't know. I like him where he's at. I guess I can understand that, but man, I was looking at this guy tonight, just like, man, this is a former, former world champ. Now, world champ? He was a world, he was like the SmackDown champ for a while. Like, like, when, uh, like when he first started. Like the, the WCW, did he hold that belt? He had the big gold belt for a little bit, huh. yeah. Very, I thought he was like the he was like the ECW champion, right? Wasn't he in that? He that that happened later, I want to say. He won huh. the world title like first like within the first year that he was there. It was like immediate. Um we'll get our uh media team uh, on that. So uh we'll just continue this here. Yes. But uh this match was interesting. I liked it. Um, there was just enough goofiness for me to uh, to be in it. So well, it was a lot of entertainment, but you know they did some fun spots as well. Yeah, uh, you know some athletic stuff. OC wins with an orange punch, then a roll up. Uh, the factory comes out and ruins the party. Uh, QT Marshall's mic gets cut and the lights go out. And then we get not Danhausen, <laughs> not Danhausen, no, <laughs> but the truly very evil House of Black. Yes, Julia Hart. Man, she looked great. She looked so cool in that her get up. The lady she in looks the red hat, Undertaker ish. Man in the black pajamas, dude. <laughs> Only worthy fucking adversary. Excuse me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, this was, uh, they come out and kick everybody's ass. And Malachi gets on the mic and says something about uh, House of Black rise or something like that. Yeah, everybody rise. Right. That match went 836, by the way. So apparently Malachi Black uh, is not retired. No. Very, very strange, this whole chain of events. But I'm glad to see he's back. And uh, glad to see the whole group back. And, you know, eventually uh, these guys maybe face whoever ends up winning this best of seven series, which we'll get to later. Oh, and our, our media team is 
from our question earlier about Jake Hager, right? Then known as Jack Swagger at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, back in uh, 2009, I believe it says here, or late 2009, or late 2008, early 2009, he won the ECW Championship from Matt Hardy. Okay. And then on April 2nd, 2010, he cashed in the money in the bank on Jericho to win the World Heavyweight Championship. That's right. The run did not last long, I believe. It was like a month or two. But he was the champion, and that belt was on SmackDown at the time. And that was in 2010. So, so that was after the ECW title. That was 12 years ago. 12 years, man. Well, and then they tried again in 2012 when he was with uh, Dutch Mantel doing that gimmick. And he would have won the title from Del Rio at that mania I went to in New York. But then he got busted for pot like the week before. And uh, they were like, no, we're not putting the title on you now because you're irresponsible. <laughs> so, Dolph Ziggler got it. Yeah, he ended up getting it the night after, yeah. I was bummed that they didn't do it actually at Mania because I did not go to the Raw the night after. and That's when that happened. And I was like, man, would have been nice to have had that moment at the actual show I was at, but oh well. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, I think uh, yeah. I think uh, Hager's I think and he looks so comfortable in that in that spot. So anyway, yeah, I think they could do more with him. I mean, gosh, like you said, it was so long ago. I mean, you know, ten years ago since he's been <coughs> in that spot. But I think he's got the experience to, you know. Why couldn't you give him a, a a title match or two? You know, try it. Just try it. I don't know. So, speaking to the end of this, um, there's rumor that there's going to be added to the House of Black. Who would you like to see from this current roster, AEW or Ring of Honor, who would you like to see rise to join the, the House of Black? Ooh, that's interesting. Well, um, I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool to have somebody that could tag with Brody King like another like uh like another big guy you know they could kind of be like uh the big powerhouse tag team of the company yeah. I'm not really sure who that would be you know you can't you couldn't do like Wardlow or something like that you know you can't really do Hobbs Brian Cage, maybe? I don't know. That would be kind of weird, but they could just redo his... Dude, imagine Brian Cage, Brody Lee... Brian Cage... Can you imagine Brian Cage as, like, a dark character? Like a dark, demented Brian Cage? A a brooding Brian Cage? Boo! I don't see why not. I mean, yeah, I mean he's pretty intense. He can probably just switch his intenseness to Right. I don't know, yeah. I want to eat your heart. Just make him, you know, and that would be good for him, I think, because I don't think he's a great talker. I think he's a way better worker than a talker. 
Oh yeah, so agreed. Maybe, so maybe you could get him off the mic a little bit if you if you put him in the house of black. Yeah, but I'd I don't understand. He's got that fuck. He's got that Prince Nana dude, and they still give him promos. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Give that guy the microphone. Yeah, uh, he's got to be better than you. Excellent take, Vita. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'd like to see that. I don't know. Who do you think? I don't know. I was hoping it was like someone. Uh, I don't know. One of these younger guys. Maybe they get a tag team. Mm. You know, because uh, Brody and uh, and uh, what's his name here? Uh, uh, Buddy Matthews is that his name here? Buddy Matthews. Uh, yes. Yeah, he was Buddy yes. Murphy in WWE. Yeah, Buddy Matthews. They seem to be a pretty good team to me. What if they got, like, what if they got top flight? Wouldn't that be weird? That would or if be they got, weird. or if they got one of those young teens like that? What? Or, uh, I don't know. Don't necessarily something, hate Something it. weird. Yeah, I want to. I think a young tag team where they just take the whole tag team would just be weird. I think it'd be cool. You know, we'll, we're speculating on all this stuff. That, you know, there's going to end up a couple of these like Monster Factory guys. And, you know what I mean? Serpentico oh. or something. Oh, hold on a second. You wanted, you wanted a big guy who can tag with Brody King? Oh, uh, yeah, who's that dude? The, the Carmichael guy. <laughs> No, the English guy from uh, the factory who's never there. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, let's get the our media people on it. The media team are <laughs> on it, bro. They're on it tonight. Uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Anthony Agogo. Don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Yes, Anthony Agogo. He's got one of the most awkward segments. If you watch a YouTube video of the worst segments in AEW history, his is like number one. Oh wow! It's okay. a it's a weigh in with Cody Rhodes. It's re, it's awful. Like the scale doesn't <laughs> even work. It just all gets screwed up. It's okay. it's easily the worst segment in AEW. Right. Uh, but he's he had this um, he had this uh, rivalry with Cody. And it was like uh, America versus the UK, and like they laid flags on each other, and it's like, and it was so oddly re, uh, received because it's like America's not at war with the UK. <laughs> it's right. like why, why are you guys doing this back and forth? It was it was just a weird rivalry. Right. So this is um, eighteen twelve or anything. Yeah, but that dude Anthony Gogo is a big dude, and he's like a boxer. Okay. Um, so he's he would be, and he's part of the factory, but he's never. I don't know where he's at. Parker he's never Pedro. Who? Yeah. I mean, you know, just throwing out big guy names at this point. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I would I just love for Anthony Gogo to get some to get some TV time. That dude's cool. Okay. But uh, anyway, moving on. House of Black is getting more people. I want to know who they are. HOB is back. The Hob is back. Hobnob Dots. 
then I think we we had the this was the eliminator final, right? Unless I missed something beforehand. Uh, I think Jungle Boy was talking about it was like post cage match. That's right. But I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't. I don't think I heard much about it. I don't have no notes. I just wrote cage match promo. <laughs> I didn't get any of it. Right. Sure, we'll get something next week. The 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 prediction didn't come true as of yet for your thing with the Jungle Boy thing, but they could still no. do it. Yeah, we got to give us a week or two. Okay. Maybe next week. Well, we got uh, Stark's page. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stark's had taped ribs. Uh, Stokely got kicked out of the match. Stark's yeah. tried really hard to get that super babyface sympathy with the with the tape job and all that. Stark's was wrapped been way worse than late 90s DDP was. Remember, <laughs> right. remember late 90s DDP? Oh, yeah. That was like part of his outfit was the tape. Yeah. I bet you if you go back and look at his action figures, there's tape on him. Yeah, there's probably a couple versions of it for sure. Not uh, Stokely's annoying. You know, I'd rather hear Ethan. <laughs> he's better on the mic and he's less annoying. Yeah. Stokely's good at like backstage type promos and stuff like that. What you know I could see his live mic work being kind of annoying. I could see where you could think that. Yeah. Like tonight when he was walking him down the ring, I I did not like that at all. But when Ethan got the mic, I liked it. Right. I'm like Ethan Page fan. Yeah. Well, he gets his A kicked out of there anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this match was kind of, you know, it was good, but, you know, Starks has got to, like, set, do all the selling, so it kind of limits a little bit of what he could do, you know, and, like, what's believable, you know, when you're, like, trying to wrestle through the pain. Yeah, you have, like, these hope moments you know but like you can't really like do a a full-scale offense you know while still trying to sell that dive he did that basically sent uh stokely out was scary you know where stokely pulled ethan out of the way right that was before the thing it pulled all my breath out all the breath left my chest i was like (laughs) man don't check but it was a fluid match. I thought there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, it seemed pretty solid. It told a solid story, and I was into it, but it seemed like. Super scary suplex at one point. I missed that. Or the suit, no, it was a superplex. Oh, that it was deal, the superplex. Yeah. Yeah, they were about to fall, and then uh, who did it? Oh, it was us. It was a. Uh, Starks, they were about to fall, and he just went for it. He pushed off. I mean, they landed perfect. Right. It worked out perfect, but it, it was last sketchy. minute. It looks sketchy. It was last first. minute. They were going to fall, and he knew they were going to fall, so he's like, oh, I have footing. Boom, going for it. Right. Yeah, he was lucky. That was a luck. That was pretty good, though. 
I did know? like that he he knew he couldn't get Rochambeau because of all the tape that he had. Right. That is... But I also wish Ethan Page would have took some tape off. Ooh, there you go. That would have been a nice touch. Yeah. If he if he really wanted to make that. himself an extra heel, like mm-hmm. to push a heel, like just to give you more uh, get that heat. Uh, like if you're playing a video game, you get the the heel star going up. Right. Just to up your heel meter. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Rip some tape off. That may have helped. See, because when Starks yeah. first started his big comeback at the end, he was not getting the reaction he was looking for. He was doing the pausing, trying to do the, you know, get the crowd into it sort of thing. But yeah. then by the end, they were finally there with him. You know, when he, you know, when he hit the finish, uh, there was a nice big uh, pop. And then, you know, when he got the win, there was also a nice big pop. So, yeah. And we knew he was going to get the win. We knew this was this his to win. I mean, that would make sense, right? MJF staying heel. You need a, a face. And yep. Starks, even though he's kind of a new face on the block, he is technically a face right now. So, I mean, that's good. I would rather Ethan Page, but it's where we, from where we are in the, in the company where we are in the timeline, we Ricky Starks was the one to get it. His time will come for sure. Now well, this next part, I had a giggle. I actually giggled to myself. I GOL'd. The Wardlow vignette? Yes. Uh what part what made you giggle about it? Okay. So he says I didn't know what happened. Oh, I had to yeah. go. I had to go back and rewatch it. Right. Last thing I knew, I was power bombing him, doing my symphony, and all of a sudden, I yeah. get whacked in the back of the head. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. I've never really heard a guy like, you know, I didn't know what happened. I had to go watch the tape. Right. I I tried to remember. I was like, man, have I ever heard anyone say that? I couldn't remember anyone saying that. I was like, I'm sure people have said it that I could just couldn't remember. I was like, that's hilarious. You didn't know what happened. You had to watch the tape. Uh, it seems familiar, you know, but I, I couldn't point it out. But yeah. Well, an image popped in my head. Oh, that Ethan Page match went 1255. I don't know if I said that. Um. Well, that was but, like, uh, that's like Mick Foley, you know, after that Hell in a Cell. He uh, yeah. he didn't remember any of it. Like he Well, he didn't watch it for a while. Right. And then when he did watch it, he like, he was like, wow, what? You know what I mean? Like he didn't, re- he didn't remember it. Um, I just pictured like Wardlow, like maybe the next day, like, getting his breakfast up, having his phone, like, on the counter or something, like, eating his burrito. It's like, huh. Right. That's what happened. Right. No, like, your mom didn't No wonder I was knocked out. Or, you know, <laughs> no one told you in the back, hey, man, <laughs> no. yeah, no. Joe hit like, you with the belt, bro. I can't believe Joe hit you with the belt. Yeah. What? Nope. Nope. Nothing. He had to go. 
had to wait until he saw it on the video. Who knows how long you waited to watch it? Oh, man. I don't know. Now you're on the same page as me. Was it that night? (laughs) Was it the next day? The next morning. Right. What were you eating? Were you eating Cheerios? I mean, I have so many questions. Yeah, what was going on? Anyway, now you're on the same path as me. What what, and when was Wardlow doing when he he watched the video back? Right. You can't can't just leave us on this cliffhanger, Wardlow. Yeah, to be a fly on the wall when Wardlow watched the tape back. Anyway. Uh, Well, then we get Jade firing Kira Hogan. And Red Velvet's back! Mark Sterling is uh, still around. As a lawyer, apparently, he makes her sign the paper saying that uh, she's no longer a baddie. It's because Red Velvet's back. We don't really need Kara Hogan. I don't even remember that other girl's name. I would have got rid of her, but only because I like Kara Hogan's hair. So is Kara actually a Hogan? Is that like a thing? (laughs) Yeah, straight up. I thought, I don't know. I don't think so. I like I could have swore I read back in the day that she legitimately was. That's why I was like, no, oh, wow. no. I think I heard in a podcast she she's not. Huh. But uh, interesting. And I don't even think she's a fan of Hogan either. Um, but uh, do you know why I like Red Velvet? I've been a Red Velvet fan since the very first time I saw her wrestle. It's not it's not true anymore. What I'm saying about to say. Do you know where she used to be uh, billed from? Where? Your mama's kitchen. (laughs) All right. But she's from, like, Miami now. Okay. Yeah. She used to come in the ring, like, stirring a bowl like this. Or she'd do this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Justin Roberts would be like, from your mama's kitchen. Oh, man. Yep. Red velvet. Bro, I'd say that that may be like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Right. But way better than parts unknown. I watched this chick on NXT come out and like with a pillow <laughs> and like lay down before she In got the, the ring. In a onesie. Have, or you in seen, a... have you seen this? <laughs> and she came out in like footy pajamas. Yeah, something like that. I was yeah. like, dude, what the hell is this? That That's what you get for watching NXT, dude. Bro, I tried to watch it for the first time in so long. It was like, it was all I could do. It was more than half women's matches. But there were some, you know, there were some other, uh, there was like a tag team match that was all right. Um, yeah, I, was uh, all right. Wendy Chu is her name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Wendy man, to Chu. each their own. To each their freaking own. She wrestled in pajamas. Well, it's crazy. Let me get match number two, Elite versus Death Triangle. Hey, they still got the song. 
still care still carrying on the wayward sons and they are not cheered tonight Very... the crowd cheered them like crazy at the pay-per-view but tonight they are booed out the building we we were in chicago <laughs> and we kind of thought that that would happen but then like they were booing them but then we also had a small FCM Punk chant. Did you catch that? Um, no, they were. It was a CM Punk chant, not an FCM Punk chant. Oh, really? I just heard. I heard. I heard F Elite. I heard F Elite, and I heard multiple CM Punk chants. And uh, yeah, lots I don't know, of man. CM I'm gonna Punk have to chants. go back and watch it because I could have swore. There was a very vocal, small section of the audience that was like, that was still doing the FCM Punk thing. And they <laughs> showed the AEW AID, roster. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some, it's like the cast of BTE out there. <laughs> they showed them on camera. They showed Nick Jackson egging it on once again. And then, like, when they were done, he, like, uh, he was all smiling about it. And he, like, looked over at Kenny to, like, get Kenny's approval. And Kenny just, like, completely no-sold it. He was just kind of like, okay. Because, huh. uh, you know, Kenny, Now I got to go back and watch it. Yeah. No, I'm going to check it out and see if I just misconstrued that. I'm very curious to see. But, uh, you know, Kenny had came out and said on Twitter, you know, that he wanted everyone to, like, forget about it, you know, and just, like, downplay the whole thing, you know, because he's, like, we're all professional, we're all <laughs> professionals, we're all artists, you know, so, like, let's just, let's just all forget about it and move on kind of a thing. Yeah. But, uh. Very weird how this is all happening. But yes, Pac has a face guard from the broken nose. He was trying to fit and he wore a mankind mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was cool. The man in the iron mask. Uh, um, that yeah. knee that started out, that was amazing. You know, Fenix, Basically, Phoenix was trying to like shake Kenny's hand and be like, hey, you know. Side yes. for the hammer to the head, and bygones be bygones. Yeah, and he ate, he ate a V trigger knee right in the face. It was beautiful. <laughs> I loved it. The uh, story of this match basically ends up being that uh, uh, the elite tried to even things up since they got. Uh, you know, basically cheated out of the first match with the bell thing. So they try to use the bell themselves and it backfires. Yeah. They were playing heel hard here. I don't know if it was just because they're playing against Chicago or if this is going to be right. who they are. It was a very, a very different contrast from what we saw on Sunday. It was like the psychology yeah. of the match was completely switched up. Yeah, Which, not to get on they the were, rant. They were playing the Chicago hard. Right. 
Yeah. Very good point, Vito. That's what I'm saying is. And Taz hit a yam bag tonight. Yam bag area while Nick was on the ropes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch any. I'm glad you caught it. I didn't think I heard it yep. once tonight. Well, I'll catch all the yam bags from Taz. But not to get off on a rant about this, but this this match got me thinking with them switching the psychology because of the city that they're in. It's just another one of the reasons why maybe traditional uh, baby face versus heels, that sort of thing, why that just doesn't work in today's environment all the time anymore. And you can't just draw that straight line and, and write it like one-sided like that. You have to be prepared for anything with the way that the crowds are nowadays, depending on the city you're in. They can turn on you on the dime. So then there's you have zero to chance they could have played baby faces in Chicago tonight. Exactly. So you and gotta only two thirds of Lucha Brothers are are heels at so, this point. Right. So it's like what? I mean, it's weird. AEW does not play by the social norms. Well, I mean, you know, the foundations of stuff are there. And I think this just goes for wrestling in general, is that you can have the basic idea of how you're booking the thing, but you also have to be, you know, flexible on the fly, I think, as well. Yeah. And just be able to be able to be good enough to, to roll with those punches, you know. That speaks to, to the professionality, I think of uh you know guys like the elite and then especially well you know especially the elite but also uh you know the death triangle guys you know all respect to them but able to recognize that and go with that you know just like rock hogan and mania 18 uh you know they just kind of rolled with it but um excalibur did let me down this match one time though whoa Throwing dishes? Cup went over. Oh, see, I cut my mouth again, dry. Thank you. My pin cup. Mm. A Deadpool cup. There we go. Got your cup. Yep. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Excalibur let me down tonight in oh, his uh, in his infinite Mike Tanay, uh wisdom. He called the the super kick. They all three guys put the super kick to uh, one of the three guys when they were on his knees. He called mm-hmm. the BTE trigger. Ooh, yeah. I was like, what? That wasn't even close to the BTE trigger. That was just a super kick. They yep. got to like hold on to his arms and stuff to do the BTE trigger, and it's a and their knees. It's like. Don't tell me they're re- renaming the move because I've seen that and it pisses me off. That's a super kick party, right? Yeah, that's a super kick party. Yeah. On the knees, right. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll let you pass this this time, Excali. Don't do it again. Scally wag. Uh Omega hit a GTS. I popped for that. Oh, did I pop for that? I wish he would have won with that. 
You know, I missed that. He really did that in this match. Really? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Bro. It looked good, too. He looked straight at the hard cam and did it. I think we've all been worked, man. We've all been worked. They're going to do this trios thing. By that time, Punk's going to come back, and then you're going to have a, a hot feud. You watch. So, uh, anyway, lots of hammers are in the ring. This time, Penta uses it. Yes. Fenix is not happy. Well, yeah, the Elite try to use it, but Penta ends up stealing it, using it. And uh, that gets us the win for the for the death yep. triangle. They go up 2-0. Yep, Fenix is not impressed. Even though he this... did it the first time, now he's on accident. Be... Right, adrenaline took over. He had it in his hand. I mean, what are you gonna do? Adrenaline was in his soul. Yeah, this match went fourteen forty nine. Okay. What do you think was better, this one or the or the first one? It had to have been the first the, the one. So first one. The first just, one. The first one, yeah. That was just that that was a pay per view match. They you know Yeah. A little bit slower here, but didn't have all the the big uh big moments. Some good moments in this match. Didn't have big moments. Then we get huge news, Vito. Uh Renee is We were just ramp. talking about this. Yes. Uh, she announces that Thunder Rose is relinquishing her title. Interim no more. Now, Jamie Hayter is the official champion. We were and talking so was, about uh, this. And so was Tony Storm. They said that at the in the middle of that match. Oh, really? Tony okay. Storm's uh, um, reign was official, too. Okay. So... We're apparently not getting Thunder Rosa back to do a unification program. She's just yeah. apparently done altogether. Right? Like, she must be just I don't, gone. I don't think she's retiring. The, I no. think it's just the fact that she's going to be gone long enough that they're tired of saying interim. Hmm. Honestly, I think that's the case. They're just sick of saying interim. It takes too long to say doesn't sound cool. Don't roll off the don't roll off the tongue. So, do you think they stop doing the interim thing altogether after this, or no? Tony's a Tony's a um, Tony's an interim guy. He's a traditionalist, and interims how, you, how they've done it for years. Tony's an NWA guy. He's a tape trader. All right. It's always but he. But push do comes interim. to shove, and they had to strip Punk. Now they've had to strip Thunder Rosa. It's like they should have just done that to Thunder Rosa in the first place. You know why wait all this time? I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. So then, Hater comes out with uh, the group, with Britt, and uh, whoever the, who's the third chick in the group? Uh, uh, Ty Mello, Anna J.A.S. Oh, and Britt's group? Yeah. Uh, Rebel. Okay, yeah, 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 Rebel. 
and uh, they do a promo at the ramp, and Britt does all the talking. And then they yeah. go to the ring. What's weird is, like, Jamie kind of looked like she was going to be mad for, like, a split second, but then she's like, that's cool, she can do it. I'm right. wondering how long she's going to do that. There was there was definitely very um, subtle foreshadowing here. A subtle foreshadowing? Yeah. What, a year ago? Well, I mean... Let me go back in my notes and see how long they've been teasing that breakup. Well, I mean, they've been teasing it for a while, yes, but... Jeez. They're, they're starting to really drive it home now. And I mean, that... my kid was in kindergarten when they started this rivalry, and now she just graduated high school. I mean... I mean, not rivalry, the tease in the breakup. Well, be that as it may. <laughs> uh, they get into this three-way tag team <laughs> match with uh, freaking, yeah, Anna J, right? I don't know. Ty Mello and Anna J, Anna J, yes, versus Willow, Nightingale, and Sky Blue versus... Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. Okay. <sighs> it's a lot it's a lot to say for sure. Yeah. It's not my type of match. I'm not into it. You know it's not. I started this thing not digging it. Like just being like, oh, this is a match I can skip. But then I got like you know, I actually got semi interested in it part of the <laughs> way through. Yeah, um, it turned, I mean, uh, kind of the same thing for me. I, I started, uh, I was actually messing around on my phone a little bit, and I looked up, and um, I'm a Ty Mello fan. Uh, she, I liked how she did some, like, Brazilian fighting. She's got some, uh, she's a black belt in Brazilian, I think, jiu-jitsu or something like that. She's a BJJ-er? Yeah. So, uh so she does some cool stuff. I've always been a fan of hers. And Anna JAS is like a brutal, crazy wrestler. I liked her matches with uh, Brandy Rhodes back in the day. So I've always been a fan of those two. And they looked the best in this match, I thought. Well, she's going to need some challengers. So maybe that's kind of the idea. We <laughs> That's, they should have used this match to set up those challengers more and maybe do, um, you know, maybe have one of them win, but no. Yeah, the get, winner. Right. The winner's her next challenger. What do you think about that? Well, we yeah, we get more set up. Right. We get more set up for that because Britt basically, you know, just takes the the spotlight for herself, wins the match. Grabs the title. You know, you could just tell by the way uh, she handed the title to to Hater and just that whole exchange. That it's like, okay, well, now we're probably really going here now. If Britt Baker beats Jamie Hater for the belt, I'm going to be so mad. <coughs> Excuse me. That can't happen. No. I'll be very angry. Um, so we'll see. That that match went seven twenty three. By the way, okay. 
Uh, let's see here. FTR Top Flight free tape. Uh, they're apparently going to have a match on Rampage, so that should be good. Uh, acclaimed have arrived, people. The Acclaimed have arrived. Yo. Listen. Yo. Daddy Listen. Has, Daddy has his hands are better. He can he can scissor. I'm getting some there was a there was a line in the rap that says uh, we broke up swerving Keith Lee. Right. <laughs> yeah, and they that was you know led into their rap from the pay per view too when uh, you know he was talking about how their their team uh, had like a limited time or expiration date or some line like that. I don't know. I got confused in this, Brandon. I need your help. Okay. Lay it on me. So, uh, you want to tell the people who interrupted uh, the uh, interrupted daddy ass? They're about to, they're about to scissor me, daddy. You know, right. Bowen's had the microphone. They, you know, you know about scissor me, daddy ass. The big, the big term. You know, all the stuff was off. They was about to hit the big mark. And then. I'm sick of these guys. You know I am. Slap I'm sick Nuts of these guys. Incorporated. Show What's your <laughs> Slap Nuts Incorporated? TNA 2006. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. That's right. We immediately have a TNA sucks chant. Did I you hear did that? I hear that. No. It, it was loud too. I don't know how you missed it. Oh. TNA sucks. It was beautiful. I was like, Brand's gonna. I can't believe you missed it. Anyway. So they interrupt the tag team champions. Sodom Singh, Jay Lethal, uh, the Himalaya Playa, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett. They interrupt the tag team champions. Those four guys. Okay? Right. If there's going to be a program with the tag team champions, who, what two guys are going to go for the tag team titles out of those four. Can you explain that to me? Sanjay, I don't think Sanjay can wrestle. So now we're at Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Well, it's got to be Jarrett and Lethal. It can't be anybody else. Let me move my fingers here. (laughs) All right. Seriously? (laughs) You made this happen. How did I make this happen? Didn't you predict this uh, on the last show, the show we did after the pay per view? I asked who who would be, you know, who's the next <laughs> tag team for the acclaimed, and you oh said almost jokingly that it was going to be Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Oh my god, I think I did. I think we need to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we oh, have video no. evidence. You wish this upon us, so I hope you're happy. Oh, uh, because they're a heel tag team. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this. Oh, I hate you, my great power. You wish casted this. Tony, Why do I have such a great power? Tony Khan was like, damn, that's a good idea. <laughs> damn you, Tony Khan. Stop listening to this. <laughs> and there we, we go. We need to block this from Tony Khan. Oh, this is awful. 
But luckily, anyway. hopefully it's a short feud and not a long feud <laughs> that extends into the next pay-per-view, you know? Hopefully it's just, you know, it's a few weeks, <laughs> and then they figure out somebody else. Well, it led to Daddy Ass speaking in third person. That was awesome. He says to me, Daddy Ass. Didn't he look uh, ridiculous, though? He did with his hat sideways. The sideways hat and just like the the wearing like a, you know, you wear clothes of like someone half your age type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. He, he gets away with it. I He gets I, away with it. You know, I, I dress probably not like a almost 40-year-old man should most of the time, I guess, but. I don't know. You wear shorts and tank tops in the winter. I do. <laughs> and I wear my sunglasses. That's at a night. that's a behind the scenes for you, uh, for you fans who. That's a little behind the and, curtain there. And flip flops, uh. bro. Don't forget the the flops. <laughs> flip flops. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. You know, that it's at do. this point in the show where they tell us that Rampage is going to be at one clock in the afternoon on friday here west coast what yeah rampage is going to be at 1 p.m on friday why they show like i don't the know world cup or something i don't know uh the world cup is tomorrow our game's tomorrow uh right but it usa versus england usa versus england's tomorrow oh okay I'll be watching football tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Vito. We didn't even mention that it's uh, Turkey Day Eve. Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve show. It might be Turkey Day by the time we wrap this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh. (laughs) We only have one more thing to talk about, and that's the main event, I do believe. Stone Pitbull. One of my top favorite, I'd say top five favorite NJPW wrestlers. Tomohiro I'm going to call it Ishii. right here, right now. Tomohiro Ishii. I think if I had to pick a top five favorite NJPW current wrestlers, he would be in my top five. I love Ishii. He's awesome. I like the way he's built. He's like this little stocky, like, I don't know. He's a cool-looking dude, and he, he's, his wrestling style is very, uh, I don't know. It's wrestling, you know? He's a wrestler. Absolutely. No shout out to a friend of the podcast, sometimes analyst on this podcast, Wayne D. That's like one of his favorite wrestlers as well. Shout out to Wayne. He would tell me about him uh, for years and years before I actually ever saw one of his matches. Yeah. Um, The Stone Pitbull. Yeah. It's nice. You know, he must be, like, living in America right now. Is Tony Khan flying all these guys in every week? I mean, what's the deal? Yeah. No. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii, was, they, they were just saying on commentary that he was just at a, a New Japan show on uh, last Friday oh, okay. or something on Saturday or whatever. So he is and flying then, back and forth. Yeah. Yep. And he was the television champion on Ring of Honor. That's how he was able to get in the ring with the Ocho. 
And he's been the never open weight champion a bunch of times. I don't even, I'm going to go look at, I mean, our media team is going to go look at uh, how many times Tomohiro Ishii has been champion, uh, never open weight champion. Well, you know, they basically kicked the crap out of each other. I was, I was very uh, kind of hesitant about this being in the main event spot, but I think it definitely lived up to be in a pretty good main event. Um, you know, arguably better than the trios title match. They're not going to put any trios title match on the main event. Really? I'd be surprised if they're going to. Yeah. Not even the last he won, one. He won the never open weight championship six times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this, uh, I'm not uh, a huge fan of this match. I mean, uh, really? it was very intense. I, actually, the match itself was good on the whole. The problem I have with it um, is I'm not into a chop fest. The match was good. I should not have said that. I don't like a chop fest. I'm not a big chop guy. Really? So, yeah. I mean, a couple, you know, two or three. Is good, but I don't want to see 30 chops in one match. Unless they're Eddie Kingston's cooler, those things. He can pull 30 off in like a 20 seconds. He's, he does those things fast. Spoken like Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, yeah. Goldberg told somebody, it was in somebody's book, I want to say maybe Jericho's. I'm not sure, but it was a... He told somebody, I can't remember if it was him or I can't remember what, but I know it was Bill Goldberg, and he was telling someone, oh, your chops are bullshit and they don't even hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like taking chops, apparently. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, there was just, uh, I don't know. I, I, what, how do you feel about 50 chops a match? It's a thing to do. You know, it's just kind of like the, you know, it's just like a, the pockets or just kind of like anything else. Oh, hold know? on a second. You're watching this match. Like blood. How many, how many chops? Is there a point in this match during the, as I, as I wrote I down here, chops. chop fest. Is there a point in the chop fest where you're like, okay, come on, throw a forearm I'm or. Not- I love pork chops. I love lamb chops. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love mutton chops. I mean knife edge chops. Knife edge chops. chops. No, but in all seriousness, I you know, as a move, always love the chop because uh to me, uh I mean people I like it too in moderation. Right. You know, people associate it with the Japan strong style nowadays. But you forget uh, my favorite chopper probably of all time, Ric Flair. You know? Yeah. So, uh, it's so good yeah. to do a chop and say woo afterwards. The audience says woo afterwards. Yes. But if you're doing f- f- 500 chops a match, the audience is going to be tired. They're not going to be able to say woo that many times. I'm just saying, like, tonight, 
I would rather there was have like a... ten chops a piece, and I'm just like, someone throw a forearm. I'd rather and then have ten more cho- chops, and then Tomohiro threw a forearm. I'd rather have a chop fest than a like a like a punch down. You're out of like frame a, a little bit there. Oh, okay. There you are. Uh, I'd rather have a chop fest than like a punch down, and uh, or a, um, or like the headbutt spot where they tie up and then butt each other's heads. Which didn't they do well, that it was this like, match? No. It was like if it's like chop, chop, forearm, forearm, chop, chop, forearm, something like that, or All if right. it's like five chops and a couple forearms. I I don't mind that, but it's like tonight all they did they just did a bunch of bunch of bunch of chops until Jericho was bloody, and then the chops that Tomohiro was doing was splashing blood on his face. There's drops of blood all over his face, and now it's from chops of Jericho's blood. It was horrible. Anyway, that was my oh, only no. complaint about this match. Well. As brutal as it was, Jericho ends up winning. Uh, yeah, but he, Tomohiro Ishii does not tap out in without going out with a uh, one last fight. Right. And an act of defiance. Yeah. Taps with the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Jericho puts him in the tamer before he taps with the bird, but Tomohiro Ishii flips the bird and taps with it. Yep, Jericho still champ. Uh, he goes after uh, the announcer guy. Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claudio comes out. Again. So this is obviously the match for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, right? I guess so. I am so sick of this. <laughs> Can we get anybody else? Sick of Claudio or Jericho? Yes. Or no, I love Claudio Casignoli. And you know what? It boils down to what I was talking about on the pay-per-view. Or actually, I don't think I talked about it on the pay-per-view. I think I talked about it last Wednesday. It's the JS and... Well, I'm assuming there's still BCC because they oh, haven't told me different. Right. JAS and BCC. It's continuing. Continuing, uh, continuing, continuing. It's never going to end. It's awful. It'll never end, bro. No, it's it's going to be the AW storyline. It'll never freaking awful. end. It's awful. Well, now they're building this Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I guess that's priority one until that happens, and then we can actually start really focusing on what we're building for uh, whenever the next pay-per-view is, which I guess isn't until February or March. They need to figure out an Elimination Chamber-type match. Or Royal Rumble-type thing? Well, they kind of have that. No, they need something where like it's gotta be like a like an elimination chamber where people like sit in waiting spots. Okay. But it's gotta be in a cage too. Not necessarily a chamber. 
Put it in like war games. Put it in a big uh, in the in the war games thing, or uh, what's it? What do they call it? The blood and guts cage. Blood and gut. Put it in the blood and guts cage, and then uh, I don't know. Make it make him run down. I guess because there's four people in the elimination chamber. So in this one, it'd start two guys. And then uh, two, one guy would come down what, every five minutes. Isn't that what chamber rules are? Yeah, every, right? fi- every five minutes. And then yeah. it's elimination, right? So basically yes. it would be the rules of chamber, but they're not in chambers. So okay. it's kind of like war games, but it's a singles match and it's for a title. And that's how they should do the ROH title at the pay-per-view. Okay. There, Tony, take my good stuff. Not that dumb shit I say is a joke. <laughs> sometimes and we put just, Sammy in there and give him the title. Sometimes Sorry. we just don't realize the power that we have. I know. What are we going to rate this one, Vito? Uh, that match went 15 27, I think. 15 27. So we have one, two. Three, four, five matches. Only one of them went. Oh no, they all went pretty good time. They all went over five minutes. That's pretty good. Um, let's see here. What am I gonna rate this? Uh, let's see. And um, there weren't any lull moments really for me, were there? Um. There was a lull moment. What was my lull moment on here? There was a, oh, the Keith Lee swerve thing. That was not cool. That was awful. Uh, I don't know. It was mostly good. I think I'll give it a, I think I'll go, uh, hold on a second. I almost went four. That, that trios match was not what I wanted it to be. No, I'll give it a four. Okay. I'll go four tonight. Liked the matches. Didn't like a couple of the, um, you know, the bells and whistles, you know, the not having the champ, this and that, and the other thing. Be that as it may, still a very enjoyable show. So I'm going to go with 3-5 and just kind of set the bar low. That's yeah, true. Like... I didn't really take into account that the champ wasn't there. You know why? Because the champ champ is is here. (laughs) That's right. So hopefully he actually does show up next week and I don't have to bring this back. I mean, I do. I mean, look at you in person. Anyway. The champ will be back and apparently building to a match with Ricky Starks is the plan at least for the moment so we'll see how that all shakes out Vito my man thank you very much for joining me you know it every Wednesday it's how we do you know what time it is now the scissoring time baby scissoring time Thank you all for watching, for listening. Check it, check it all out. PW. If you if you haven't watched the pay per view show, watch it. It was great. There yes. was a special guest. I was live at the brand's house. It was lots of fun. Lots of fun. 
You know it, my man. Watch it, listen to it, live it. PWPlanet.com. Until next time. And somewhere time, on the internet, I unboxed this somewhere, too. Somewhere. Check out Vito <laughs> TV on YouTube as well. That's right. We are out. Peace. Champs here. <laughs>